Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to The Great America Show. Great to have you with us. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer producing evidence of corruption in the White House. The chairman yesterday producing new evidence against the Biden crime family at his press conference in Washington, D.C. Here is Congressman Comer. The committee has reviewed thousands of bank records from individuals and companies affiliated with the Bidens and their associates. It has received these bank records pursuant to four subpoenas I've issued to different banks. These were targeted and specific subpoenas, and each was different based on the information we believed the banks possessed. Every one of those subpoenas returned valuable information that had been unreported and that contributed to this committee's understanding of how the Bidens conducted their businesses. The committee is concerned by the complicated, suspicious network of over 20 companies we have identified the Bidens and their associates used to enrich themselves. Most of these companies were limited liability companies formed during Joe Biden's vice presidency. The bank records show the Biden family, their associates, and their companies received over $10 million from foreign nationals and their companies. Some of that money came from a Chinese company and went to Hunter Biden's company. Other transfers occurred with the help of Rob Walker, who then sent it on to different Biden family members. This is not how lawful businesses operate. Chinese nationals affiliated with the Bidens created limited liability companies in the United States and then in a short period of time transferred their interest to a Chinese company that sent money to the Bidens. This is not normal. Hunter Biden and his associates business in countries that correlated directly with Joe Biden's work as vice president. Instead of being with, honest with the American people, President Biden has claimed since the 2020 election that his family has not received money from China. That was a lie in 2020, and he continues to lie to the American people now. The Bidens have received millions of dollars from China. It is inconceivable that the president did not know it. The White House refuses to correct the president's statements, showing the president is now using the federal government to run interference for his families and his own role in these schemes. Among the details produced by the committee, bank documents showing the Biden family received a million dollars from a Romanian felon named Gabriel Popovicu. That man at the time under investigation in Romania for corruption and bribery. He was later convicted. This all went on in the years 2014 through 2017. Comer says Hunter Biden created 20 LLCs that he used to funnel money to himself and his family members. Fifteen of those 20 companies were created while Biden was serving as vice president. Romania is the latest country you can add to the already troubling list of foreign nations in which Joe Biden sold American policy decisions and influence for money 
while he was vice president. Among the other confirmed countries, Russia, Ukraine, and China. Other news of the day, at midnight this morning, the Title 42 law expired, and that means the Biden regime has unconditionally surrendered our border with Mexico to the drug cartels. Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas yesterday at a press conference told all of us not to believe our lying eyes, despite what we're witnessing on the border this week. Mayorkas telling everyone that the Mexican border is indeed not open, not for illegals, not for drugs, not for sex trafficking. Listen, if you will, to the lying DHS secretary. Let me be clear. The lifting of the Title 42 public health order does not mean our border is open. In fact, it is the contrary. Our use of our immigration enforcement authorities under Title 8 of the United States Code means tougher consequences for people who cross the border illegally. Under Mayorkas's watch this week, illegal immigration hitting a new record. 20,000 illegal immigrants crossing in just two days. And our guest today says it won't get better soon. Certainly not with Joe Biden in the White House. Joining us now is a great American. He's Mark Morgan, the former commissioner of the Customs and Border Protection under President Trump. Mark, great to have you back with us on The Great America Show. You're on the border right now in El Paso, Texas. Tell us, if you will, from your vantage point down there, what's going on? Yes, Lou, first of all, as always, it's great to be with you, and thanks for having me on. Yeah, but right now, you're right, I'm on the, I'm literally on the border. I feel like I'm really, we're really in ground zero right now. And Lou and you and I, we're, we're, we're talking in the green room, and you know, right now there's a lot of talk about Title 42, as it should be, and it's ending, which is going to happen tomorrow, and then what's going to happen. And there, there's been some – look, I, I, we should be focused on it. It's the right thing. But there's been some misinformation in the, in the way that they, they're, they're portraying it like once Title 42 ends, then we're going to have a crisis. No, that's just not true. We've already been in the worst self-inflicted, unmitigated catastrophe of a crisis on our southwest border for the past two years. Once Title 42 ends tomorrow, I mean, the best way I can describe it, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take the persistent hurricane we've been going through and turn it into a tsunami. And we're already seeing it. I'll, I'll give you an example. So the last 24 hours, uh, Border Patrol alone, it's not total encounters, and it's only on the southwest border. Last 24 hours, Lou, Border Patrol encountered over 10,000 illegal aliens in a 24-hour period. The, the, from being commissioner-in-chief and all the data I've seen, that's the highest single-day counter I think that's ever been recorded, right. and that's even before Title 42 actually drops tomorrow. 10,000 a day, or three and a, about 3.5 three million a year. Uh, we know, uh, and we know uh, perforce your own statements uh, months and months ago, that we're looking at something like 5 million, uh, as I recall, 5 million illegal immigrants in the first two years uh, of the Biden presidency. Is that correct? Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually more uh, because the, the numbers have continued to skyrocket. skyrocket. So in the first 26 months, there have been over, wait for this, over 6 million total encounters. And that, that includes those that are illegally entering in between the points of entry and those that are coming to a port of entry and they're filing fraudulent claims. That's why what, what this department is doing, DHS is doing, is, is a complete shell game. They're, they're, they're trying to legalize otherwise illegal activity, especially with the CBP-1 app. I mean, what they've done, Alou, uh, is they've told you know, illegal aliens from 171 countries, if you stop illegally entering 
and, and in between the ports and filing a fraudulent claim. We'll let you come to a port of entry. We'll continue to look the other way as you file a fraudulent claim, and we'll still uh, process and release you in the United States. They've essentially just turned our entire southwest border into one big port of entry. It doesn't matter how you enter. They're still just going to process and release you. And when you say process, they're not going to have, as I understand it, they're not going to have names. Uh, They're not going to have any medical information. Uh, Is that correct? That's correct. Just think about this for a second. You're absolutely correct. If you're from, let's say you're from Pakistan, or let's say you're from China, or let's say you're from Venezuela or Cuba, which, oh, by the way, they've apprehended illegal aliens from all those countries. Again, 171 different countries. I mean, do you, do you, do you, I mean, do you really think that in less than 12 hours before the process release them, they're, they're getting back to their home country and, and Cuba is giving the equivalent of an NCIC, uh, a criminal history on the Cuban male that they have in custody before they release them? Of course not. It's not happening. Or Pakistan or Afghanistan. I could go on 171 different countries. Of course not. So so there, there's no way to fully 100 percent vet the people that 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 they're being the CBP is being forced to intentionally release. And, and, and Lou, we haven't even talked about the gotaways because because border tour resources are pulled off the line to process the six million total encounters. They're not on the front lines. There are some areas where 80 to 90 percent of border tour resources are, are not on the front line. They're not doing the law enforcement or national security mission. We've literally handed operational control over the cartels. First 26 months, 1.7 million total gotaways. And that's an underestimate. 1.7 million total gotaways. Do we have a, a larger or smaller Border Patrol force than when you were commissioner? Smaller. We're about 19,000 right now. Um, and, and because they're, they're, they're having a hard time. Their attrition rate is, is skyrocketing. The, the max throughput to hire new agents at the academy is about 1,100. Guess what they're losing per year? About 1,100. Oh, my goodness. So yep. with this happening, uh, and th- there's a huge morale problem, obviously, with the Border Patrol. And, and what are all those people doing? Because you talked about processing, but I don't even understand why they're bothering to process because there's no follow through. There's no condition uh, and there is no expectation that they'll actually show up anywhere for any kind of interview or uh, further paperwork uh, to move forward. They're simply headed to the interior of the United States. Uh, thank you very much uh, for the nice uh, buses and private and, and private chartered aircraft that are distributing them all over the country. Right. Lou, you are 100 percent correct. And this is an element that we do not talk enough about. We talk about what's happening on the physical border. Again, I got it for, for, for obvious reasons, but we do not talk enough about what happens after they're released. And you're absolutely correct. Here's here's why they keep coming. It's right. I always say you don't have to be a border security expert. And I know you know this. We've talked a lot about this. But if you tell the entire world that if you come to our border, whether you come to a lawful point of entry or not, it doesn't matter. We're going to process and release you, release you in the interior United States. And then you're going to be free from deportation then of course they're going to come. That's what this administration is doing right now. So they they come illegally, file funds and claims, it doesn't matter. They're processed and released, and then they're never removed. This Secretary of Homeland Security, Secretary Marcus, which I think he's the most dangerous man in this administration, he has said that being in a country here illegally is not enough to uh, to remove you. It's a controversy of the law. He's actually violating the very law and oath that he took to enforce by saying, no, if you're here illegally, I'm not going to deport you. It's, it's absurd. 
It's absurd, it's tragic, and it is dangerous. Make no mistake about it, folks. Yep. We're talking with Mark Morgan, former commissioner of the Customs and Border Patrol, talking to us from El Paso, Texas, on the border, ground zero, in what promises to be a, a, a now a surge uh, that will rise to the level of, I'll use your word, Mark, a tsunami. We're going to continue with Mark Morgan right after these words. Please stay with us. We're coming right back. We're back now talking with Mark Morgan. Mark, we were talking about this just extraordinary flood invasion, if you will, an invasion, if if you will, by any other name, this is an invasion. Uh, 10,000 a day right now to grow to who knows what. What happened to Immigration and Customs Enforcement? Uh, the, all of these illegals are being sent into the, uh, at taxpayer expense, to various locations in the interior of the United States. Uh, that's where ICE lives. They were supposed to be uh, the internal, the domestic uh, interior uh, police force. Uh, where are they? And are they doing anything at all? They've been completely neutered. And let me let me address the, the, the first point, which is which is a very important part. Again, we don't talk enough about once they're released and then they become a burden on the U.S. taxpayer. That's exactly right. Uh, FAIR, the Federation of American Immigration Reform, just did a recent study a couple months ago, and they estimated, I think it's conservative, that illegal aliens cost taxpayers $180 billion every year. $180 billion. That's for health care, education, uh, uh, costs uh, associated with the criminal prosecutions. The list goes on and on, Lou. $180 billion. Now, to your point about ICE, again, I don't think we talk enough about it. Interior enforcement. ICE has been completely gutted. DHS Secretary Mayorkas has put out several uh, uh, memos. Uh, we call them priority memos. And in, in, in essence, what it says is, is that if you come here illegally and you remain here in the, uh, in the country illegally, you are not a priority unless you've done something egregious, unless you're a known or suspected terrorist or you've been uh, convicted of what a very narrow category of aggravated felonies. That's it. Other than that, you're free to stay. And so so it's very clear he's given the marching orders to ICE. You are not to go after people that are here illegally and remove them. Stop doing your statutory mandated job. He's actually telling the men and women that statute, as you just described, to not do their job. In addition to that, he's also put out a restrictions memo that says you ICE cannot, they, they are forbid to go after illegal aliens in certain settings like uh, a parade, uh, churches, uh, social settings, you know, like anywhere like a human would, I don't know, conduct life. Um, he basically says, nope, can't do it. So, so ICE, again, has essentially been completely neutered from doing their job. So President Biden is ruling as a, is without any uh, qualification, everything he's doing is unilateral. Uh, none of it uh, confirmed or validated or approved by the, the Congress, the Senate. Uh, this is right now not a constitutional republic. Laws are not being enforced. Laws are being violated wholesale, and this administration is doing nothing about it and is opened a 2,000-mile border uh, to uh, to illegal immigrants from, as you said, 171 countries. This is uh, why I, I guess I have to ask it this way. You're in El Paso. Are the people of El Paso upset about this? Because these people are flooding through their streets, their, their playgrounds, uh, their parks. Uh, what, what is the sense you get there? 
Yeah. So yes and no, right? If if you talk to somebody that's not infused with ideology or politics, yes, then they are upset because they see the, the the damage and destruction that's happening. And I think, and I know, again, we talked about this before. And again, this, this what's happening border just doesn't just impact border states. I mean, again, let's go to just a 1.7 million Godaways. We know that there are murders, rapists, pedophiles, aggravated felons, and gang members. We know there are potential national security threats on the FBI's terror screening database, and they don't stay in brown. They don't stay in El Paso or they make their way to every town, city and state in this country. And so I, I think if, if you're able to set aside your ideology and politics, then you're going to be honest. But I think this administration, I've served in six administrations, Lou, both Republican, Democrat. I've never seen an administration that purposely fueled this unbridled convergence of both ideology and politics. And I think it's resulted in some of the most disastrous anti-American policies we've ever seen. I think the border is just the beginning. But look, look you're absolutely right. They're, they're intentionally not following the law. What they're doing right now, some of the policies, it's actually a perversion of the law. Secretary Mayorkas is making up new definitions. He's, he's defying the law and creating new law, and he's created new mission sets for the Border Patrol. They're no longer an enforcement agency. They're a processing enterprise. That's not in their statutory mission, but they don't care. And that's why we also say that really the states, it's up to them. It's not fair. It's not right. But to secure a border, the states now really have become a last line of defense. President Biden has surrendered U.S. territory to the cartels. He has surrendered a 2,000-mile border to the cartels because in every vacuum there will be a replacement. And that replacement, uh, the absence of the Border Patrol, ICE in the interior, it's definitely going to be the cartels. We're watching this country right now. Uh, It is just it's just uh, seeping through that southern border. Uh, it, we're being drained of our sovereignty uh, and the rule of law and order. There's no public outcry. The country seems to have been so disheartened. It's lost its courage. Uh, and it, it's uh, a sense of responsibility to preserve this republic. Your thoughts about the apathy and what you expect to be the end result of what is this extraordinary um, illegal immigration into the United States now and through the rest of this year. First, Lou, I'll tell you, I just wrote something down. You said I'm going to steal it uh, because you're absolutely right. I, I think it's absolutely the best way to say it, that because of this administration's open border policies, we have surrendered large areas of our border to the cartels. That is a factual statement, Lou, uh, that you're, you're absolutely correct. And I'm actually going to steal that going forward because that's exactly what's happened. Look, look, when you when you when your policies create the tsunami, this invasion of illegal aliens, again, that forces everything that you do to just focus on that. That becomes your total focus. So the, the law enforcement mission just goes by the wayside. And all they're doing now is care and feeding and releasing the illegal aliens, literally leaving the large area of the border unpatrolled, unmanned, unsecured. And you have literally surrendered large areas over to the cartels. I, I call it. You've you provided them operational control, and that's why that's how they get drugs across criminals and potential national security threats. And at the end of the day, this is unsustainable. We we can't do this. That's why the, the, I, I stop. This isn't about a humanitarian crisis. This is a constitutional crisis. This is a national security crisis. And here's what I'm afraid of, Lou, is I'm afraid that to, to wake Americans up in this country, that it's going to take a massive, large-scale terrorist attack by terrorists coming across our wide open Southwest border before anybody gives a damn. 
and those terrorists uh, arguably are already here. Uh, there is a reason that young, uh, working age males are coming across uh, in preponderance. Most, nearly all of these so-called refugees and illegal immigrants are male. Uh, they're not families. They're not uh, women coming across, uh, except for the few unfortunate enough to be trafficked across that border. Uh, it's it's a national shame. Uh, it, it truly is. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash ad free news podcasts. That's Amazon.com slash ad free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're back with Mark uh, Mark Morgan, who is the former commissioner of the Customs and Border Protection uh, and responsible for that border for a, a number of years. Uh, let, let's go to these young males who are coming across. Uh, my wife and I at various times on the road have seen these buses uh, come up, unload at a truck stop, uh, and off comes in, in perfect file young male uh, Hispanics who are going into the cafe or to the restrooms, whatever it may be, but they're not families. It's not, uh, these are not family units. These are, if you will, young males uh, who, who would be of, uh, I'll put it this way, uh, military age. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, before you said military age, I was going to say, that's right. That's an accurate way to describe that. But and let's keep this in mind. Here's what's happening. So right now, We've got about 50-50%, give or take a couple of percentage points of, of family units and unaccompanied minors and then single adults, about a 50-50 split. That, that, that is, is beyond concerning. Here's why. Here's why we're seeing this massive uptick in single adults is because this administration, traditionally, single adults were the ones we would detain and remove. Right. Even if they claim asylum, a single male, you're, you were going to be detained while you were going through your immigration proceeding or the most majority of them. We just removed. That hasn't been happening, Lou. This administration hasn't been just releasing family units and uncovered minors in the United States. They've been releasing single adults and they've been using parole. I mean, they've been, they, they've been doing this in violation of many different laws. But that's why we're seeing this influx of single adults. And again, like we said, you got you got you got uh, you have a, a single adult from Cuba. Do you think we're getting any biographical information about that individual from Cuba? Of course not. So we're releasing a single adult male of military age from a country like Cuba, and we know zero about him. We don't know if he's a gang member. We don't know if he's been convicted of a felony in Cuba. We know zero, and we're releasing him. And to footstop, Lou, on something you said uh, about the next terrorist attack, it's not hyperbolic what you said. Again, backdrop, 1.7 million 
total gotaways, 1.7 million that have gotten past us. Well, at the same 26 months, Border Patrol has encountered a couple of hundred of illegal aliens on the FBI's terror screening database. That's who they've apprehended. Think about how many are, are among the 1.7 million gotaways that are on the FBI's terror screening database. It is legit, legit. It's not hyperbolic to say we literally could have the next sleeper cell planning the next large scare terrorist attack in our country, and we would have no idea because of our wide open borders. And meanwhile, uh, we are watching ATF, uh, I'll call it tobacco firearms. That agency is being turned into a first response agency. Uh, we are watching the same thing happen with the FBI. Suddenly, they've got to be on the scene of a crime immediately. Uh, there's been a whole shift on the part of the federal government toward making these agencies uh, federal police agencies and first responders, hasn't there? Well, so what, one, one great word that you use, reaction, right? Reactive. And, and I mean, it's, it's literally like, you know, our country is not studying history, so we don't repeat it. 9-11, we, we went from after 9-11, rightfully so, we went nationally across from a all our law enforcement entities, both state, local and federal. We went from a reactive law enforcement to a preventative, proactive national security approach. Right. So instead of just getting better at reacting to the crisis, Right. Shouldn't we get better at proactively preventing the crisis? But so, Lou, you're absolutely right. I feel like we're going backwards and we're just getting better at reacting rather than prevent it. And again, back to the border. That's all that's happening. We're reacting. We're managing the crisis after it's already happened rather than preventively, proactively stopping the crisis from happening. And that's exactly what's happening on our border. This administration, they're not doing anything to, to, to lay down a strategy that we did under the Trump administration of deterrence, consequences, integrity. They're doing nothing to secure the border. They're simply facilitating it and releasing as fast as human possible. They're reacting to it rather than preventing it. As those folks flood across, the, and I'm going back to the at the outset of our discussion, how many, we're talking about 10,000 now under the current crisis, how bad do you think uh, it will get? How how incremental, how large an incremental uh, surge are we going to see in your judgment? So that's a good question. It's all over the place. I've got multiple sources. Uh, there's, there's varying different degrees of intel. We know there are thousands in Mexico standing by in makeshift camps and stuff ready to come by. We know they've already done it. There's a, a station, RGB, that had just got information that they had over a 2,000 Russia single area on the border to, to illegally enter. So we're, we're going to see an increase. Um, I, I, I don't think we're going to see uh, you know, the, you know. I think early on last year they were talking about sixteen, seventeen thousand a day. I'm not sure we're going to see those numbers, um, and I'm not sure how long it's going to be sustained. Because here's what's going to happen: once Title 42 goes away, they're going to continue to remove people. They're just not going to use Title 42. They're going to use what's called Title 8 expedited removal. And so, to some degree, the cartels are lying to some people, saying, "Hey, they're going to let everybody in." That's not necessarily true. And so, when 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 they when, when they kind of realize that no, they're not letting in everybody. They're still removing, like, for example, you know, single adult Mexican males, uh, you, you'll probably see that go back down a little bit. But but keep in mind, Lou, I mean, even if we see this surge, we, we don't know how long it'll be sustained, even if it goes back down, what's it going to go back down to? 6,000 a day? I mean, that's, that's still a crisis, right? I mean, remember, Jay Johnson, the former DHS secretary uh, uh, during Obama said 1,000 a day was a bad day. We've been at six, 7,000 for the past 25 months. 
Yeah, it's it's unbelievable what's happening at that border. And it's unbelievable the lack of a response by the American public. Uh, Folks, you know, I've just got to say to everybody listening, I never thought we'd see a day in this country where there was no reaction, no outrage, no response on the part of the American people uh, to a a surge. I mean, we're talking about three to five million people a year entering this country illegally uh, at the behest of a puppet, an impaired puppet president. And there is no reaction from the leadership of the Republican Party. There's none from, if you will, the grassroots, that is, the citizenry of this great nation. Uh, your thoughts, Mark? But, Lou, I, I, again, I couldn't have said better myself. I'll give you an example, a real-world example, just a few days ago. We had an individual that was in the country illegally, multiple reentries, living a life of luxury illegally because he knows under this administration – He can now roam openly because being in a country illegally is not enough to remove you. And he freaking murders and assassinates five people, including the nine-year-old girl. And and where's the country, Lou? How is every American citizen not outraged and say, this is crazy? We can be for legal immigration, but we can't be for illegal immigration and unsecured borders because that is what we get. I don't get it. And we're we're just we're doing something wrong. We're not messaging it right to the American people in Missouri or Vermont or, or wherever why it matters to them, why what happens to our border doesn't stay there, why it jeopardizes the safety and national security of every single state in our country. We're, we're, we're failing to get the message out. Last question. Uh, China is working, we know, with the cartels uh, to manufacture fentanyl. Uh, They have their chemists here. They have support uh, uh, forces here in uh, Mexico to create, to manufacture it, and then distribute it across the border. Fentanyl, over 100,000 people killed, 100,000 Americans every year, and not a peep from the DEA. Do any of these agencies do anything anymore? Uh, I'm just curious. Well, I, so I, I'm still partial to, you know, Lou, I, I spent 20 years in the FBI, I worked with the DA a lot, so I'm still partial to the rank and file, and, and, and they're trying. But again, it goes back to the leadership. As, as long as we continue to go through and, and, and act the traditional criminal prosecutorial approach going after the cartels, we will continue to fail just like we have for decades. We cannot go after the cartels like we do the mafia. It worked for the mafia domestically. It has failed for the cartels, but that's what they're doing. It's still a criminal enterprise theory investigation. We go through the courts. We're reacting after the crime has happened. No, we have to stop that. We have to take the fight to the cartels to defeat them. We know the government in Mexico, they don't have the political will, and now they don't have the capability to go it alone against the cartels. We need to use the same whole-of-government approach and commitment and resources that we go after terrorist organization. In my opinion, that includes the use of military force. Now, it needs to be surgical and precision, and hopefully with the cooperation of Mexico, but last time I checked, we don't need the cooperation of a a country to go and defeat an enemy that's jeopardizing every aspect of our nation's safety, health, and national security. And we're going to have to wait till after the next uh, presidential election to have that uh, any hope of that uh, occurring, don't you think? Your, conclu- your concluding thoughts here, if you will, Mark. We always give our guests the last word. 
I, I, I just hope that when people are listening here, they take a few minutes to, to set aside their ideology, set aside their politics, just do a, a few minutes of research, get the truth and the facts, because I truly believe if, you, if every American citizen understood the death and destruction that's happening in our southwest border and how it impacts our entire country's safety and national security, everybody would be up for a, a strong border. And guess what? It's not just about Americans dying, as you described, but also migrants. There have been more dead migrants found under this administration, an increase in human trafficking due to this administration's policies. So when we secure our border, American lives are saved, and so are the lives of migrants. Mark Morgan, the former head of Customs and Border Protection, now at the Heritage Foundation. Mark, we're delighted you took some time to be with us. Thanks so much. Mark Morgan with us today from the border in El Paso, Texas. That's all for us today. Please join us tomorrow right here on The Great America Show. Our guest will be House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer. He'll have the latest for us on his investigation of the president and the Biden crime family. Please join us for that tomorrow right here on The Great America Show. Until then, thanks for being with us. God bless you and God bless America.